Alright, what's up everybody? Today we're going to cover three ways to develop a better relationship with yourself, your body, your self-image, your food, the whole nine yards, right? This is actually something that we talked about a little bit in our team meeting last week and it popped up hmm, probably like three, four, five times just in the last month with new people that we've actually brought on with like either eating disorders or some body image issues. And you got to remember, even these conversations that pop up, these are people that are actually willing to have the conversation to actually discuss that they've had an issue with this in the past or currently. And I can guarantee that there's a lot of other people that struggle this, but that just actually don't even speak up about it, right? So I feel like it's definitely an important subject for us to cover. Um, before I jump into it too, it's something we actually talked about a little bit with the team. I like to remind people that like, I am not a therapist. I'm not someone that's a professional, maybe in the eating disorder space. I'm just going to give you from my own experience with myself, with my clients and 14 years of being in the fitness and health industry, um, how I view kind of how these issues are. And as always, I try to think about this more of like the, what are the mindset like shifts that we need to actually take in order to develop a better relationship, right? So I wrote down three things that kind of popped up in my head. So I'm going to kind of go through all those and break them all down for you guys, right? So the number one, just to jump right into it, is the extremist approach. Um, I will tell you from experience that I still struggle with this. This is something that's not easy to get over. It's just learning kind of how to balance all those things out. The extremist approach, you know, in itself, it's the fact that it's so extreme, it's not going to be sustainable, right? And without sustainability, nothing will work forever, right? And I think a lot of us not thinking about sustainability from the start um, is a recipe for disaster when you jump into anything, right? When you jump into a new diet or you jump into a new training protocol or a new job or whatever it might be, wherever this relationship that is developed over time to become unhealthy, a lot of times is because we take this all or nothing approach, right? Instead of trying to learn how to build sustainability into it. You know, I put lifestyles in my business name i named this pursuit of balance for this podcast like for me it's like ideally my entire message is probably wrapped around sustainability hopefully and uh the reason why is because i struggle with it so much myself too and just learning how to balance and you know not to say that being more an extremist type of person is a bad thing right i don't think it is um you know, I'll speak here just strictly for myself, not even just for my job or clients. Like I tend to be a very extreme person with how I do things, right? And I balance it out by trying to do the other extremes, right? Like I was always like younger and I'm like, oh, I'm the guy that will work out the hardest to take my health the most serious, but also the guy that would party the hardest on the weekend, right? And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, those extremes have kind of like come in a little bit more and they're kind of meeting towards a balance. So the whole idea of pursuing balance is it never ends, right? So it's something that we're always working on. But so step one is anytime that you guys are setting a goal out for yourself or starting something new, try not to only just plan out like what are the next few days or weeks, months going to look like? But like, is this something already from the get go that I can actually see myself doing forever? Right. The second part of what I'll talk about today will kind of will go a little bit deeper into what I'm talking about. But if and it's hard to see the the whole staircase sometimes when you're on step one, you know. So like building and sustainability is like hard because in the beginning, one of the things that I always like to preach is we need something to be intense enough in the beginning for it to actually work to provide you the motivation to keep going. But it needs to be balanced and sustainable enough to be able to kind of last for a long time, right? So what I mean by that is. If you were to take a really, really, really slow route in the beginning, right? Like the long route, the slow route is the best route when you think about health, but it's hard to approach it that way in the beginning because a lot of times 
when we start, like for speaking for my clients, when we start a new training program or a new diet, like we're motivated for change. Um, but our motivation will dwindle really fast when we see how much work it takes to actually get the change that we want, right? So a lot of times we're motivated for the result. We're not motivated towards the work. The only way to stay motivated towards the work is for there to actually be some type of progress or result that's coming from it because then we know, okay, psychologically, what the work I'm doing right now is actually providing me the result that I desire, right? So it's a fine balancing act in the beginning. So the way that I always like to preach it is when you are starting a new diet or training program or any goal, like it's always this is things that run parallel and everything. Try to find something for the first maybe 21 days, maybe even 90 days, depending on kind of like what type of program or protocol you're doing, that is going to be extreme enough to actually create some type of change, right? And it provide you some type of result. Because once you start to see the change in the result, then we can start to now figure out like, okay, what's going to be a better way to sustain what I'm currently doing? Is the workload or the process itself right now maybe too intense to do forever? If it is, then, as always, we need to actually kind of keep reflecting and reshaping the plan and the road that we take to get towards these goals, right? So the number one thing that I wrote down is, remember, an extremist approach is a recipe for disaster in the long run. And the reason why most people develop, like, you know, to think about it from a diet perspective, a lot of people, when they go, like, they start a diet, they go, oh, you know, I was really, really kind of, like, objectively tracking everything i was weighing food i was taking pictures i was weighing myself every day and that's a very very extreme way to kind of take care of dieting now it works for some it works for a lot but the reason why it doesn't work forever is because you start to develop an unhealthy relationship like you shouldn't have to track food weigh food weigh yourself every day for the rest of your life in order to be healthy but a lot of times in the beginning using the objective data is what allows us to maybe build more subjectivity over time, right? Become a little bit more intuitive. Um, but not having that exit strategy or not having that kind of way to transition from a strict diet or a strict phase or an intense phase onto something that's more sustainable over time, you're going to guarantee put yourself into a hole because you're just going to develop just a very unhealthy relationship with whatever you're doing, right? Number two... And this, honestly, I think I will make a separate podcast like Atomic Habits. James Clear, the guy that wrote the book, talks about this really, really well, right? And if you were to kind of, I know a lot of people are probably listening to this, not watching this, but even if you're watching this, it's still hard to show you. If I were to draw three circles, small one, medium one, and a third one, that middle circuit, a circle that looks like a target, that would be your identity. The second layer of that would be the process, and the third layer of that would be the outcome of the results. When we look at setting goals for ourselves. Um, a lot of us tend to be very myopically focused on the results, right? Like we're only focused on the goal and the desire of that result, right? Now, as you guys have heard me say multiple times in the past, the problem with goal setting is, is it, it immediately takes you out of the present moment, right? Because if I'm saying, hey, I'm a 220-pound male that wants to be 180 pounds, I'm only focused on being 180. I'm focused on something that I'm not currently at, which is not bad because – you know, there's a good old thing called dopamine, which is like the the desire to achieve a goal and that kind of like reward that your body kind of creates even just neurochemically. You know, I think it's good to focus on, you know, goals or have things that you can focus on or targets in place. But if you only focus on the result, the problem is, is when you do not see the desired outcome that you're searching for, maybe a week of plateauing, maybe a month of plateauing, maybe a year of plateauing. 
you're immediately going to be turned off and you're going to be like, okay, well, whatever I'm currently doing, that diet, that workout plan, that whatever, must not be effective, right? And uh, the funny thing about linear progress is it's not linear, right? It's like the farthest thing from it. And I think one of the things that I've see pop up a lot more and more on successful people and whatever successful means to you, like successful for me is like people doing really well in whatever industry or whatever life they have or whatever desirement they have for their life. Um, they're willing to go through high amounts of volume of the work without seeing success, right? And this is hard for us when we're new to a desired goal or we're new to a job or we're new to a diet or we haven't had that thing in so long. We want it fast. That's normal for all humans to think that way. But the ability to be able to endure moments of plateauing, moments of going backwards, moments of not something working, when you only focus on the result, it's very easy for you to just be like, screw this. Like, fuck this. We're just going to quit. We're going to move on, right? The second layer is the process, right? And this is something I've preached for a very, very long time is like falling in love with the process and the game itself of life or the game itself of dieting or training or business or whatever thing that we're talking about as always. I love the process of what I do for work, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, like we're at a moment right now in functional lifestyles where I'm like, you know, talking to my girlfriend about this literally the other week at dinner. It's like, I'm very grateful that like we're finally at a point where like the gym's at capacity. I'm pretty much like, now almost having to put a wait list for new members like this is the thing that i've dreamed about since i've opened up the business but then i look at all the other things in the matter of five years that took me to get here it's like you know the first two years of not paying myself anything then the shutdown not paying myself again and then just all the hiccups between employment and client stuff like there's all these things but i appreciate every part of it just as much as i do now right like it's just because i love the game i love the process and training for me is like something that over the last five or six years has kind of taken a turn, not necessarily in a good or bad direction, but into a place where I'm like, I just love training. Like I love working out. Like I don't really need to work out to be any stronger or to be any leaner. I don't have any desired goals actually when it comes to lifting. I just like know it's great for me. I love the way it makes me feel and I'm addicted to that process, right? And um with all goals in life, like that's obviously a stage that you want to be able to get yourself into is like the more you can focus on the habits and the actions and the processes of things that you need to do in order to achieve that goal. Like if I want to lose 40 pounds, what are the things that I would need to do to lose 40 pounds? So instead of only focusing on the scale, which would be the objective result measurement, I need to focus on the things that I need to do. Yes, I need to be maybe walking more. Maybe I need to be training three, four times a week. I need to be maybe cooking more at home. I need to be eating less out at night or like whatever the goal is or whatever the thing is that you're chasing. Um, that's a big one. But the third one, which it kind of took me reading it for the second time, is the first book I've actually reread ever in my life. And the middle one is the identity aspect of it, right? And I kind of indirectly have talked about this, but I never really put it in like a separate category. The identity aspect is like, okay, well, if I want to be someone that builds the habit of exercise so I can feel better about myself, I can look better, I can build muscle, the process itself is actually working out. But the identity is like, I am a lifter. I am a gym goer. I'm not someone that says, I want to go to the gym because I want X, because then I'm skipping the identity aspects to try to just focus on the process of the result, right? When in reality, in order for a goal to truly, really stick, you need to create the identity that you are this person, right? So when we think about the unhealthy relationship or eating disorders or body dysmorphia, I think a lot of it comes from the idea that we're only fixated on where we want to be. And goals, as you all know, are very dynamic. 
It's a goalpost that will forever be moving. If I said I want to make X amount of dollars a year, I want to lift X amount of pounds on my deadlift. Once I achieve that goal, you're not like, cool, I'm done. Like you're naturally going to set another goal for yourself. So goals are not something I'm saying don't set. Set them, let them be something that kind of externally motivates you to gives you a target, but don't focus on them. Focus on the identity of who you need to be and the processes and habits and actions that you need to take in order to become that person that would have that desired outcome, right? Like, what are the habits that I would need to do to be 180 pounds if I'm 220? Well, a 220-pound version of myself would probably skip the gym today. The 180-pound version of myself would probably go to the gym today. Or I'd probably take my 10-minute walk after my dinner. Not, I wouldn't at 220. Like those, like, those little things, you need to really be able to change the perspective and the mindset that you take towards it so you can build the identity of who you want to become and who you're desired to become. Then you focus all your soul attention around habits, the actions, and the process of what is needed to be done in order to achieve that result. Let your results be the byproduct of who you want to be, right? Not the other way around. Don't let the results be the driver and the thing that's driving you through everything in life, right? Like the example that I used in the team last week is, you know, there's a little bit of drama with uh, Tom Brady and his wife about him going back to football. Tom Brady is the world's greatest quarterback of all time. I'll sit here and stand and say that. He doesn't go in chasing another ring or doesn't go in chasing another paycheck. He goes in because he loves the game of football. Like that is his identity, right? And when you do that, it's very easy to be in the present moment and focus on all the things that he needs to do to be the best version of himself because he truly loves the game and he wants to be the best version of himself, which makes him the best in the world at what he does. You know, and something I like to tell my team is we all focus with work on money. And I'm not saying don't focus on money. A lot of my life is ran around numbers of doing things that make money too, um, obviously as a business owner. But I want to focus on how can I be the best version? How can I be the best possible owner of a gym? How can I be the best possible version of a coach that I need to be for my clients? How can I be the best possible version of a manager I need to be for my employees? You know, and when I focus on who that person needs to be and the processes that are required to do and be that person, naturally everything else follows like I get paid more than most trainers in my life because I was always searching for that right I was always wanting to be the best version of myself and be the best in that team which made me naturally go inclined to the top of the list now every everyone has different passions different goals different things in life I'm just giving you personal stories as always but always think about it that way is number one the identity number two the process number three the goals the last and third final one that I have written out for you guys was the the concept that most people are doing things for other people and not themselves. Um, and this is deep because I'll give you an example personally once again. When I started, I'll, I'll take it back to high school. So when I when I got out of high school, my friend group, my core friend group, I had a lot of different groups. My really my core group, very smart people, like all the uh, AP classes. We were I was actually in AP classes, believe it or not, and uh, but I was probably. The guy, I think I graduated with a 3.8 and all my friends were like very smart people, right? And they all went to UCs and colleges and big colleges. And uh, my parents, I don't want to say were unsupportive of college. They were more of like, hey, if you want to go, like you got to figure it out. But we're not going to really financially support this throughout that whole process. Um, so college was never really a thing. I didn't even, I didn't apply to colleges. And I remember I feeling very embarrassed through that process when I got out of high school. Every time I go to a friend's house and the moms and dad up there would be like, why aren't you going to college? Why aren't you applying? I remember just kind of feeling like insecure about that, right? 
But I went straight into work because I knew what I wanted to do. I was like, I loved fitness and I was already kind of working inside of it from like a front desk perspective um, and working my way all the way up. But even throughout the process, I remember in the beginning, like I was always doing shit to prove other people wrong versus do it because I love it. Right. And that is even an example that even though that could be a good way to fuel yourself extrinsically, meaning some type of external motivation, um, it's not sustainable, right? Like, it's not that it's unsustainable for a very long time. Like, I love the Michael Jordan documentary because he literally would, like, put himself in a place that he would actually try to find something to dislike about that person or team so he can play better. I think you should still use it, right? My goal is not to say that extrinsic motivation should be nil. Like, there should be no extrinsic motivation. There should always be that. But really internally, for you to develop a really solid relationship with yourself, the way you diet, the way you train, the way you live, is you have to find something intrinsically that really keeps you going, right? Like, are you truly doing this for yourself and letting the external motivators just kind of give you extra fuel to the fire? Because if you're only relying on the extrinsic, you're doing it for someone else, right? And if you're living for other people's opinions, if you're living for your parents' approval, if you're living because social media influencers look like they're doing it a certain way, you're immediately taking out of the, the idea that you're taking this step for you. Because in reality, you're doing it because, oh, well, my friends are doing it. Well, I want my parents' approval or whatever it might be, right? And I see this a lot when I deal with people that have the eating disorders or the body dysmorphia. It's like, I'm like, you're not really doing it for you. Like, you need to make you happy first. You need to pour from a full cup, as I always say, right? Like, the more selfish we can be in the beginning with ourselves, the easier it is then to prove ourselves against other people. But if you got to do it for you first. So that last one's really, really a big one for most people to sit on is make sure that whatever goal that you have set out for yourself when it comes to starting a new diet or starting a new training program or getting into a new job, like make sure you're doing it because you love what you do or you love the idea of doing it or you love the idea of this being someone that you can be for the rest of your life. Because if you do it for someone else, you're immediately taking yourself out of that position of ownership of what the role provides. And it's hard to create an identity that's truly aligned for what you want if it's never for really what you want. Um, and I, you know, like for me, like my parents have always been the people I've wanted, never wanted to prove wrong, but prove right, right? A lot of people I wanted to prove wrong in my life. My parents are always someone I wanted to prove right. Like I know I'll be successful. Um, I know I'll be able to do these things. And, you know, they were hesitant about when I was telling them I was going to open up a gym because as a small business owner, a lot of people fail. As a gym space, that's very crowded. They were just naturally concerned as parents naturally would be. Um, and it felt good to get to that point where I was like, hey, look at I am doing it right. Like we're always looking for some of that outside approval from, you know, other sources and i think it's it's not a bad thing as always right inherently it's like it's okay to look for some approval but just make sure that like at the end of the day you were always the person that you were trying to approve from right like i approve this message for Corey mayu and how i live my life right and all the other kind of external things in uh extrinsically let them motivate you. Let them be a part of your life. But always remember that you are the number one person that needs to be motivated. And you are the number one person that you should have approval for. Because if you're doing things in alignment for what you want for your lifestyle, it's much easier to get that environment, that community around you because you're true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself, you can be true to other people, right? 
So I hope this helps as always, guys. But three things is number one, the extremist approach is not sustainable. So maybe start more aggressively, but figure out an exit strategy for whatever you're doing. And what I mean by exit strategy is not stopping, but maybe mitigating or manipulating the things that you need to do to make it more sustainable. Number two is fix the identity first, focus on processes, habits, and actions, then let the goals be the byproduct, not the other way around. If you only focus on goals, you're never going to be happy because I'll guarantee you from personal experience of both myself and clients, there's going to be moments you plateau and there's even going to be moments that you actually go backwards. But if you only focus on the goals, I guarantee you will quit because that is hard to deal with when you only focus on that. Instead of understanding that you are going to endure some of these things, I am this person that's willing to endure those things and I'm focused on the process so I will make change over time. And then the last one is remember that you are the most important person in your life, no one else. Your family doesn't matter, your friends don't matter, your boss doesn't matter, everything around you doesn't matter as much as you should. They matter second to you, right? So if you can focus on making sure that these things that you are starting and these goals that you do have in place are truly 100% in alignment for who you want to be, I can guarantee you it's going to be a lot easier to stay motivated and it's going to be a lot easier for you to continually push and endure and have that grit that you need because those moments of slowdown or plateaus or backwards movement, when you're out of alignment, it's very easy to be like, fuck this and quit, right? All right, guys, as always, if you like this, share this with somebody, subscribe to it, and have a great day. See you guys.